Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Missy Andrews. And oh boy, if you listen to Monday's episode, I know that you are encouraged. And, and she's, she's talking about her journey of homeschooling her kids and what the Lord has taught her. So we're going to continue talking about that. But before we do, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free. This is a great time to do it. It's summertime. Just test them out. See if it's a good fit for you and your kids. ctcmath.com. Because if you listened on Monday, you know that Missy isn't a big math, <laughs> a math person <laughs> like me. <laughs> and so maybe if Missy had done CTC math, I don't even know that it was around when your kids were, I don't were know doing if it school. was either. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I th- it's newer, uh, not brand new, but um, but a newer uh, online math curriculum. And they're fantastic because they teach math to your kids. And so uh, try them out, ctcmath.com. Well, Missy, uh, I want to get back into your story because what you're talking about really, and, and, and it's kind of the beginning of your book, your book is called My Divine Comedy, A Mother's Homeschooling Journey. And in this book, you're talking about our identity as moms, as homeschool moms. And I think no matter where we are in life, whatever our career is, we always link our identity to what it is that we're doing. Yep. And so as homeschool moms, our identity is always linked to the performance of our children and how are they performing? Mm-hmm. At least we think it is. That's how we feel as moms. Like if 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 they're performing well, then we are performing well. If they're performing poorly, then we are performing poorly. Instead of realizing that, like you said, we're sinful people raising sinful humans, right? Yes, yes. So continue on with your story because I it, it is such an incredible transformation in you and, and what the Lord taught you through your journey of homeschooling and helping us mamas who are still trying to figure out this, uh, really what our identity is. And really our identity, of course, is in Christ. Uh, But continue on with what the Lord was teaching you in those early years. It's true that whatever it is that we're doing, we look to that thing as the thing that's going to name us. But um, theologians have suggested that whatever we look to to name us um, besides God is too small to support the demands that we're placing upon it. And those things actually turn into idols that turn around and devour us and everyone that we love. And that's true of homeschooling too. Um, I'm here to tell you that if you make homeschooling an ultimate thing instead of a subordinate thing in service of um, of the truth of God and the love of God in Christ Jesus for sinners, um, that kind of truth and knowledge, um, that homeschooling itself will be perverted. It will become an idolatrous demon that devours you and your kids wholesale, and um, you will have a st- stillbirth. <laughs> on your hands. <laughs> so um, the Lord was really gracious uh, and kind to us to um, teach us this lesson while we were working with our oldest kids um, and to rest the driver's wheel from us um, through a kind of severe mercy in our experience with our oldest. Um, as I said, you know, um, one of the beautiful things about homeschooling is mom is so invested in um, the success of the children, you know, um, but 
the side effect is that mom is getting her identity. Um, so if, if Johnny gets an A, mom gets an A. If Johnny gets an F, mom gets an F. And so over time, um, the, the mother that really wants to succeed, who is um, striving to succeed as a homeschool mom, I'm going to be the best homeschool mom there ever was. I can do this. We can do this, right? Um, is going to put her foot in the back of that kid and he's going to be on a treadmill um, just like she is to try to pump out A's. And the A is going to be the thing at all times. Success, um, the, college, um, the college application is going to loom large and whether or not they get a scholarship or get into the right school or what have you, or, or end up with the career that, that pays big bucks or you name it, right? This, is, this ends up being the end goal um, for homeschooling and, and that really ought not to be. But all the same, um, this is what happened in my own experience. And so we get, we get to the scene senior year with my oldest and the, they're six now. By the time my oldest was in school, all six of our kids were in, involved in our little um, homeschool. And I was really, really busy. Um, that year that Ian was a senior in high school, um, I taught 36 works of literature in our homeschool co-op. Um, oh, wow. And that was just literature. I was teaching mm -hmm. worldview and um, French and history and Latin. And I mean, you name it, I, I was teaching it and I was completely worn out. And so were they. Um, the kids were exhausted. And um, so it, it comes time for Ian to take his SAT tests and he scored very well um, the first time. And my husband looked at him and said, I think we should take that again. And studies show that if you take it a second time, scores go up. So let's do it again. And our son said, well, okay. Okay. If you think I need to do that. And so he took it again and lo and behold, his score went up uh, just like statistics showed. Sure. And my husband looked at him and said, you know what? You did so well that second time. Let's take it again. <laughs> and so he took it a third time. And guess what? His scores went down. And that was the beginning of the end. Um, because the truth of the matter is he began to sniff something <laughs> in that moment that didn't smell good. He began to doubt the altruism of our project in homeschooling. And we hadn't even um, watched ourselves thinking yet enough to sniff that in the air or to um, notice that the emphasis was on the wrong things suddenly and that we had subtly um, made our child a means to our own success. Um, put our child in the role of making us successful. And wow, that's an awful lot to put on a kid. Your success? I mean, their own success is a question mark in their own mind and heart, and that's enough of a burden for them to carry, um, sure. let alone uh, heaping on that mom and dad's success, right? Um, but I think it's subtle. It's there in the homeschooling project. It's a temptation. And um, the results are not good. This is what happened in our life. Um, when Ian began to sniff that, um, rebellion was in the air. He did get into a school. He got into our alma mater where our teachers were still teaching. And in my fantasies, he was going to go sit under those professors that I admired so much. And um, he was going to answer the right question. And they were going to say, where did you learn that? And he would say, <laughs> I was homeschooled. 
right? Isn't that ugly? I I mean, it's, it's embarrassing to acknowledge that out loud. It was really hard to put it down in print. It's getting easier as as I exercise saying it out loud to acknowledge that. But um, that was, it was there. It was there in my heart. And uh, there was a little something at night when you sleep, you know, the Lord talks to you sometimes. And there was this little sense of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And simultaneously, when I looked at the project, it was so noble. Surely this was noble. This was good. And everybody wants their child to be successful. It was so, I could rationalize all of it. But when this went down, um, the jig was up. Ian got into school. He got a hefty scholarship. And um, about a month before he left, a couple of weeks before he left, he sat his dad down and said, you know, I think I hate you. I don't think I ever want to see you again. And my husband said, what? What happened? What do you mean? And bless his heart, he had the humility to say, Ian, I don't know what I've done, but whatever it is, I want to repent to you right now. Um, Please tell me what have I done? Um, My response was a little different. I said, how dare you say that? Poor you, you had a mom and dad who cared. You know, um, mm. let's go over what we've done over, over the past so many years uh, to make you, uh, to set you up for success, right? This is where I was in the whole, um, in my heart about this issue. And um, thank God it's not where I would stay. And it wasn't where Ian would stay either. Um, the severe mercy in this moment was the Lord took him off to school. We really struggled to know whether to keep him home and say, well, we're not sending you because your heart's not in the right place. Or if it was time for him to leave our um, protected classroom and go out into the schoolroom of life and take some hard knocks and learn on his own. Um, and he did. And he has a wonderful story to tell about the Lord capturing his heart, him seeing his own sin and figuring out for himself that um, actually this whole idea of identity, um, he had it wrong too. He'd learned from us the wrong things and um, that his identity was in Christ Jesus. And that made him suddenly want to get an education and to do well and to show up for class and study hard. And he graduated um, from a really difficult school after starting with, uh, well, you could just say a big fat goose egg because mm-hmm. he wasn't even showing up to class, turned that around to a 3.0 by graduation. And boy, that's hard to do. Um, anybody who's ever tried to to go from a zero average um, knows you're doing a lot of backfilling before you can even make progress. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I just want to stress again, this is not because he wasn't academically prepared. This is yeah. because um, of a misunderstanding of his identity and what made him valuable and the nature of education. Okay. Simultaneously at home, Adam and I were learning some very similar things. We were getting a second chance at our education, just as I said. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, 
Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Missy. Um, Your story is so powerful. And I want to continue on with it, of course, but the thing that strikes me most about it is that it wasn't just the academics. Oftentimes, I think as parents, we want to turn our children into robots, right? Mm -hmm. We want to determine how they're going to live their lives and what they're going to do. And 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 again, it it sometimes goes back to a reflection of us, but not always. I mean, in a sense it does, but sometimes it's just, we want what's best for our kids. And so we think that we know what's best for them. Right. When the Lord's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I created them for a purpose and their purpose is not necessarily your purpose. And so instead of our kids robotically doing what we've wanted them to do, and it's not just academically, it's character too. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, I, I find that our, our girls are different, as I'm sure all six of your kids are. I have one who likes academics a whole lot more than the other. Mm-hmm. My, my one daughter who's not, I mean, she's super smart, but she just doesn't love academics. She's the one that I find myself oftentimes, like I want to make her character into what I want it to become. And so whether it's character or academics or trade or whatever it is that we're trying to focus on for our kids and with our kids, you're so convicting me because I'm just realizing ah, it's not about me. It's mm-hmm. about her and it's about the Lord. And how did God create her? How did he create each one of my girls to be? And all of our kids, how did he make them and why did he make them to impact his kingdom? And so finding that road to walk alongside of them, not pushing them from behind Mm -hmm. and helping them to understand really where their identity is. Um, Yes. And the identity project is is the main thing here, right? We're all about this identity project. And the good news is God's about it too. He really wants us to know who we are. And um, he he wants us to know our real names. And the thing about identity is we've believed a lie. We believe that identity is created especially in our culture now, right? You can be whatever you want, male, female, whatever, you know? Um, But the truth of the gospel is that identity is received, right? We receive our name. Um, We receive our gender. We receive uh, our identity from God who created us as we are and who has a purpose for our life. And the, the name that he gives us all, the ultimate name that he gives us is beloved, we're the beloved ones. And that identity is the real identity that we're all striving for. We want to be validated and known and loved, but we look in all the wrong places for that identity. We try to secure it through success in our jobs or in our school or what have you, or through our, our marriage or our children's um, uh, affections for us and pleasure with us. Um, we try to secure it through our children, through their success. Oh, I'm a, I'm the good parent, right? I'm the good mother. I'm the good parent. I'm the good wife. I'm the good employee. I'm, you fill in the blank. Everybody's searching somewhere, but all of those things are too small to name us. They were never designed to do that. And when we try to force them into that role in our lives, they turn on us and do damage both to us and to our children. 
That's what I experienced with the homeschooling project, a very good and noble calling. But when it's made an ultimate thing, um, something that does a lot of violence, did a lot of violence to me. Um, I did a lot of violence to it and through it to my children, um, which doesn't gainsay I still say homeschooling is a blessing from God and I want to help anybody who wants to do it. One of the the ways I want to help is by saying, don't make it ultimate. It is not ultimate. It doesn't name you. Um, Look to God for your name, root down into the grace and mercy of God and discover who you really are. And that's twofold. A, I I think it's Timothy Keller who died recently that said, uh, I am more sinful than I could ever imagine. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I'm more loved than I could ever imagine. More sinful than I know and more loved than I can imagine. You see, this is the truth about human beings. God sees us. He knows us. We're fallen. We are bad bad to the bone. But God, in His love, redeems us from death, names us, calls us out of darkness into life, and He wants us to live in His grace. When we do that, suddenly those things that we were looking to, to name us, that had become demonic in our lives, they become what they were always meant to be, which is blessings, activities. You see, homeschooling is a wonderful activity through which our kids can learn that They are both rational creatures made in the image of God and Mm -hmm. fallen, deeply flawed, desperately wicked. That is the stuff of a fine education. If that is not in the forefront of our minds as we go about reading, writing, and arithmetic, we've missed the boat. We've missed the boat. And... You know, all of those other things, those good things that we want them to have, a college education, a job that supports their family, God wants those things for them too. He is committed as a loving father to providing for us in all of our needs. Um, Sometimes he does that through things that look to us like disasters. But in those moments, um, those idols that we've been leaning on are wrested out of our hands and he puts something much better uh, into our hands in in its place. And and that is a relationship with him, um, an understanding of our savior, Um, grace. When I learned this, um, there was much weeping and gnashing of teeth initially (laughs) um, until I saw, oh, oh, I think this is all my fault. Um, and then the grace of God rushed in and there has been, uh, well, I can say there was a sea change in my own understanding of the educational project and a, um, a graciousness that penetrated our homeschooling experience. Um, that is not to say that I never went back like a dog to its vomit, as the Old <laughs> Testament would say, and went about trying once again to establish myself and my children through um, through work, through conquering this, that, or the next thing, right? Performancism. I, I, I'm a type A. What do I do? I perform. Um, I, I'm trying to get my kids to, you know, um, and, and it's not that performance is a bad thing. It, it's good to do well, but when it's the ultimate thing and when our identity hinges upon it, it has great destructive force. So this was my story. Um, realizing the love of God for me caused me to root down into that love and created graciousness in my homeschooling endeavors. Um, there was an opportunity for the kids to admit things that they didn't already know because they started to pick up on the fact that 
um, knowing wasn't everything. And that maybe an admittance of ignorance was a precondition to learning anything at all. Um, That if knowing wasn't the thing that named you and secured um, a good life for you, then admitting that you didn't know was okay. Right. You didn't lose, you only gained. Um, Yeah, that made a big mark in our homeschooling (laughs) experience and a big mark in my children's lives. It also put them in a a, a position where they could actually admit um, alongside me their need for God, um, their need for forgiveness and reconciliation for, for redemption, um, wholesale redemption, and then redemption, the little R redemptions in the day, in their daily lives, they could admit when they were wrong, they could accept responsibility. Um, all those character things you were talking about being so important. Um, we used to talk about how we wanted to teach our kids to read, um, to respect authority, to esteem others as better than themselves, uh, to admit wrongdoing and to be diligent in all things to read, yeah. right? Respect right. authority, esteem others as better than yourself, admit wrongdoing and be diligent in all things. Those are good things. We wanted sure. them to be people of character. Um, right. But doesn't that begin with telling the truth? I don't have any character. I am flawed, fatally flawed. And apart from the grace and love and mercy of God, um, I'm lost. Yeah. I'm irredeemable without the Redeemer right? But the Redeemer calls me beloved and he's invested in me and he promises he's going to make my life fruitful and good as I do the work, the hard work of believing on him, not believing in myself, but believing on his name. And as I do that, confessing my sin, um, repenting, then he's going to do his part, which is resurrecting me to newness of life and causing fruitfulness to abound out of my life and through my, even my sin, he's going to use, he's going to make the wrath of man to praise him. That's what the scriptures say. That has been my experience. And I've watched the Lord um, liberate not only me, but my children from the bondage of performancism that had pervaded my household. Um, And in it, Lest you wonder what happened to Ian. Um, Ian has grown up to be a, a wonderful, godly young man. He and his wife have been married eight years. They're expecting their first child in October. Mm-hmm. He's currently getting an MDiv from Knox Theological Seminary. Um, he, he walks with God. <laughs> he has his own story and he, he has given me consent when I was writing this. He asked me to write this story. Um, and that's the reason my divine comedy came to be is he said, mom, please write this down. Please write this story. And through the course of writing the story, I realized together with him that just because I'd worked this out in my own heart and the Lord had shown me things that it didn't mean that he knew what I had learned and that the act of narrating back my own debacle, my own sin, what the Lord showed me, how he confronted the sin in my heart and showed me his grace, how I see and narrate the story in retrospect. Now, boy, that was a gift. That was a gift to give to my son because what was he doing? Simultaneously, he was taking responsibility for everything. He was the one who failed. He was the one who misconstrued his parents' intentions and it was all his fault. You know, he was the the loser. He was the screw up. He was the guy that got a zero. You see, (laughs) he misunderstood everything about identity too. He was still attaching identity and performance, except he wasn't a can, he was a can't. You see, Um, two sides of the same coin. That is not his name. That's one thing he did 
along the way. And it was the adverse work in, in the Lord in his life that the Lord brought to bear to get his attention and to draw him to grace. And the result was he's liberated. He's able to, to, um, to do what he was created to do, which incidentally is very academic. Uh, he, right. he has, he's a book nerd. He loves school <laughs> and learning and he wants to be a preacher. Um, so he's going to spend a lot of time in dusty, dry tomes, right? Um, education was really important for him, the academic kind, but it doesn't make him who he is. The love of yeah. Christ makes him who he is, yeah. his value in I the eyes that. of God. So um, that was my divine comedy. Um, and it, I had to go down to come up, right? And yeah. I have to remind myself of this. I'm, I'm grateful for opportunities like this one to um, rehearse this story out loud and to remember what the Lord showed me. Um, I pray that I would never forget that my yeah. identity is never the work of my hands, that it is not created. I do not create my identity. I do not create right. myself. The Lord who made me knows me names me and loves me and I am secure with him. And that's what I want you listeners to hear. The Lord Amen. knows you. He made you. He calls you by name. You are his beloved and he is invested in you. He's invested in your children. You have nothing to fear. And that Amen. liberates you to just do the, the work of homeschooling. Missy, this is amazing. Um, I love that you always bring it back to grace the grace that God showed you, the grace that you showed to your son, the grace that your son showed to you, the grace that you and your husband have shown to each other, and you've been able to share that grace with all of us so that we can hopefully take this and internalize this on our own so that we don't make some of those same mistakes with our own children um, that you made because how heart, heart-wrenching to have your child say to you, you know, I want nothing to do with you. But then to have God redeem that whole story yes. is just absolutely incredible and something that only the Lord can do. So we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to finish the story. Missy, thank you so much. Tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and your ministry. Oh, you can go to centerforlit.com, all one word, centerforlit.com. We'll put those links in the show notes. If you guys have not watched the movie Schoolhouse Rocked, find the link. You can watch it for free. Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. All it costs is your email address. And you just literally put in your email address and the movie pops right up. You don't even have to wait for an email confirmation. Uh, watch the movie. You guys, it will encourage you this summer. Invite some friends over and watch it with them. Have a great evening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Stick around till the end of the show for a preview of what's coming next on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. I wish I could tell you that there's a surefire way that you can protect yourself and your kids from you, but there is not. <laughs> you are a sinner and you will sin against your kids, yeah. no matter how hard you try not to. I just want to go back to the beginning and say, nobody screws up their kids on purpose. The reason sure. we're homeschooling in the first place is because we love them with all our hearts and we are willing to sacrifice our lives for them right. in some very real ways. 
So let's just start there. But it's still us. It's still us doing it. And we're mixed bag. 